Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special edition. We're going to have, a, unfortunately, a lot of special editions of Light the Fight. We're calling this the Light the Lockdown Editions here <laughs> from Light the Fight podcast. I am uh, remote from my guest bedroom at home, and Heidi is in her bedroom. Is that your bedroom, craft room? Yeah, I'm just, I just haven't left my bed in weeks. Okay, so Heidi is at home base right now. So she's got a little mini, she's got a mini fridge next to her, like a college student. I got a Diet Coke. I got, I got all my stuff over here. Grubhub comes to her window and she just wheels it up like <laughs> on a rope and a little, you know, like a little mischief, you know, a little rascal sort of a thing. But you know, I'm, I'm one, like I'm an Instagrammer, right? And so I'm yeah. supposed to like post. I got nothing to post. It'd be every day just posting pictures of me sitting in my bed working. <laughs> you know so you should do is... you should take you should take the same picture in 30 different outfits and post the same thing every day and say no say anything different no say anything different no say anything different no say anything different yeah I well do. i just i knew so we're doing this via zoom everybody yes. everybody's now everybody knows what zoom is like i zoom stock is probably like the only stock that's doing well yeah okay. so I mean, if you didn't know what Zoom was before, Zoom you and for Amazon, sure... Zoom and Amazon are yeah. right now. Yeah, it's so cool. In fact, um, Capri all day today. I think she had three different um, dance classes via Zoom, and it was just it was just fascinating to listen to the teacher. You know, the teacher was re- uh, recording from the studio, so she was in the studio, had the mirrors. And she was not skipping a beat and calling girls out. And then they were like raising their hand and doing all that. Like it's, it's really pretty fascinating actually. So we're here, light, light the fight via zoom. Well, sure. We're, we're, we're going to do rock, paper, scissors to see if we post the zoom footage. Uh, <laughs> as of right now, we've only agreed to the audio footage, <laughs> but let's, maybe we should um, submit to the record that both of us have, like have done our hair. Yeah, yeah. So um three times in three weeks. <laughs> All right. We get Oh we're, wait, I take one I'm gonna take one more picture. Ready, Dave, ready, smile. <laughs> all right you guys, so, I took a picture. I'm gonna post it so you'll know that we're I just not want, lying. I just want all of our listeners to know that I'm officially changing the self care quota. Okay, so self-care, it's 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 over. All that stuff you heard throughout the past five years, throw it out the window. Quarantine self-care is here. One time a day, it's one time a week you do your hair. Okay. <laughs> bathe every other day. Okay, as long as you bathe every every other day, it's it's social distancing. If you're not getting within 10 feet, doesn't no matter. No problem. Yeah. Brush your teeth every day still, because that could cost you a lot of money. You don't want to be going to the, you know. I'm going to add this, put on jeans at least once a week, because we don't know how far, I mean, we're just, you got to just be pulled right back. 
You know you why you gotta put that on jeans? Because the jeans is the determining factor. It's the marker of if you're actually, because not all of us want to stand on the scale, myself included. No, so jeans is right. the one that's going to tell you if you, uh, how long you've been out of those jeans. Yeah, you and put so them on, it's like, oh, okay, well, mm. oh, well. A pair of jeans right now are like a good friend saying, hey, you might want to slow down on the, on the, <laughs> on the waffles for dinner. Oh my gosh, man. All bets are off. You know how we're saying things like the, you know, the big relief packages that the government's putting out there. Who's going to put a relief package on the calories, you know? Need like some kind of get out of jail free caloric intake. So what? That's another company right there. The Pelotons of the world. All those companies right now, the at home workout equipment and uh, Lysol, yeah. Clorox, all those companies. Well, and actually, I will say this. We're Peloton family. And um, I really, I really appreciate my relationship, my virtual relationship with my instructors. You know, I get on there and I really appreciate their encouragement, you know, and they're, they're great. So, yeah, no, I mean, and and what we're talking about right now is just what we're seeing. It's, this is going to have such a massive change on the economy, on the market, on, on industry, what we value is important all the food storage companies out there, all the companies that have to do with anything about preparedness, they're not just their stock, but their necessity is just going to go through the roof. Like everybody's going to want to make sure that they're prepared. And as everybody knows, we're all hoping that um, we can live to talk about this and, and, and learn from these experiences. So, um, you know, I know there's been a lot of, uh, I, I don't want to say doom and gloom. There's just been a lot of reality in the past three weeks. Um, I, one thing that I was wondering if you could weigh in on Heidi, um, I've been really, it's been really nice for me. One of the most pleasant things for me is to hear so many people talk about things that in my opinion really matter. And, um, I, I walked the Jordan trail or walked at least parts of it every single day and with my dogs. And there was days where I'd walk by 30 people three would maybe smile. And you know me, if I make eye contact, oh, hey, how you doing? Like, and a lot of people just put their head down, look at the dirt and keep on walking, look to the side, look around. You could tell that they felt uncomfortable with their own, with their own self. Now, you'd be hard pressed to find three people that don't say hi back. And it's like a genuine, like, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? And I get the sense that everybody respects that even though I don't know you, I know you're going through something difficult. I don't, they don't know me, but they know they see me with my kids and my wife. They're going, that's not easy to do. I see them, you know, right. they, they, they got a, an elderly person with them or whatever. And, and they're trying to get their grandma out for a little bit and some clean open area. I, I see that's not easy for them. So we all have this appreciation for everyone's struggle, but the struggles are no longer like silence inside of our head. It's like, even though I may not know these people's struggle, they may not know my struggle. We know there's a struggle there, and it's almost so relieving. It feels so absolutely good. right. So I'll show I, like just some of your thoughts. What were you thinking? Well, I think that I love that you said that um, we live where we live. We live kind of close to a reservoir, and up from the reservoir are just trails and trails and trails up the mountain, and they're multi-use trails for horses and bikes and of course, and of course hiking. And, you know, we're seeing people like people that, you know, aren't, haven't been out 
I mean, obviously it's been winter. And so everybody's kind of in that. I haven't been out in a while. But they have been but, out a few winters, is what you're saying. <laughs> I think it's been a, a few And winters. when do you see all whole families out walking? You know, that's maybe but Sunday evening, right? Is, isn't this that is, cool? You can tell that that yes. person, wow, this person hasn't been outside walking a lot and they're out now. Like right. They're out and, there doing it. Yeah. And so people cool. jogging, you know, and you're like, okay, I, I respect that. You know, one of the interesting things, and you just kind of touched on it, is... I've always said this for a long time is that ever since, you know, when Corey passed away and, and I chose to be open about it, started talking about it. Like everybody knew what I was dealing with. If I was sad, if I seemed off, you know, whatever, everybody knew why there was not like this guess of Jesus, why is she having such a bad day? You know, whatever, where I think that you're right because we're all dealing with this uncomfortable, you know, challenging circumstances, but we all know that. And so we're all kind of extending this grace and this kindness and this little added measure of, you know, this is hard. And even though I think the the most amazing thing about the situation is that it's the same virus, right? It's the same, it's the same circumstances, but it's hitting each one of us in such an individual soft spot, you know, whatever it is that we um, appreciate, whatever is important to us, whatever thing is meaningful to us that it's been taken away or postponed or whatever um, is different for everyone. But I think that the magnitude and the challenge is the same, you know, and I, and I've experienced the same exact thing when I'm out and about just people, people are smiling and they, and they do say hi and they recognize that we're out doing the same thing they're out doing is trying to get out, get out of the house. And when there's a collective large group of people that are all very well aware of their vulnerability and how fragile their situation is, there is quite the reverence when people are walking around. Now, we didn't see this in the very first couple of days at the grocery stores because people are freaking out. But quickly, pretty quickly, once the freak out of the grocery store started to settle in, outside of the grocery stores, on the trails, walking around, in the neighborhoods, people are just, you know, doing. 20, 30 laps on their same cul-de-sac, right? As we're seeing people getting out that way, we're definitely seeing a, a noticeably difference, a noticeable difference in our social interaction. Social distancing has made us closer, without a and, doubt. And then there's the judgy, <laughs> you know, where people are, you're like, you look at people and you're like, I can tell you guys are not in the same household. You should not be, you should not be here. <laughs> So we're also, there's also like this, um, and I think that, you know, right now as we're recording it, it's April 1st and the mandates have gotten a lot more serious. And, um, and so I think that everybody's kind of realizing that we, we got to do better. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy to see a lot of the younger people starting to take it more serious and, 
you know, um, you know, we're fortunate here in Utah to, to not have it as bad at this point as a lot of other places. But I mean, the world's a small place now. We can see right on our TV screens, right on our phones, how devastating it is, how, how stressed and how taxed the, the nurses and the doctors are. And, and of course, in New York and New Jersey and, and all these really heavy hit places. And we're all feeling it in one way or another. And um, when we were talking about doing tonight's podcast, we're like, oh, what, you know, what topic should we talk about? I'm like, let's just talk. Um, I think for us too, um, any, anyone out there that writes in a journal or has a podcast yourself, it's very therapeutic. And so thank you guys for just allowing us to have opportunity to talk. Um, last week I did um, a Facebook Live where I just answered some questions and talked about some of the stress. But now that we're in the third week, I don't want to say it's starting to feel normal, but I do sense that people are starting to realize that this may be a minute. Like we, we, we may have to, we may have to not just survive this and like get by it. We may have to make sense of it and try to use this to make a, a better start to, to a new different type of life with our, whether it be our families, our businesses. There's so many businesses that are having to reinvent themselves. So many families that are having to reinvent themselves. All the stuff that we said we were going to do next week, tomorrow, next year is now. Mm-hmm. If we don't do stuff right now that we've been putting off, and we ain't never going to do it, you know? Well, and one of the things that you always say, David, you always say is that, oh, crap, I'm going to get it wrong. But, like, necessity is the highest demanding innovation, you know? Necessity the mother, demands it. The, the mother of all invention. <laughs> necessity is the mother of all invention, yes. You know, um, yeah. interestingly, I mean – every family dynamic is different. And I was telling David before we started recording that one advantage that I have of not having little kids is that my kids don't wake up early. So, you know, I'm trying to enjoy the, the bonuses that we have. Um, But in just, it's, an interesting thing that's happened in our family is that Quincy is a healthcare worker. Quincy works at a hospital where she is a, um, a CNA. And I guess it was a week ago um, that she came home and one of the patient patients that she'd been caring for, for an entire shift um, started showing signs of being of having the virus. And so they went ahead and did the tests and then it was 24 hours before we heard back that he was in fact positive. And so um, the public health officials let our family know that we had to be completely self-quarantined for 14 days. And up until that point, you know, Connor had been kind of out riding bikes with friends. Um, Colton, who is my 22 year old son was still, you know, hanging with maybe just one friend at a time, you know, which I thought, okay, well, it's under, you know, it's two people. You can gather in groups of less than two people or whatever. And um, so we're going, we're at one week today. And it's been interesting because our family is only our family. And some interesting things have happened here. I'm not going to say that like we've gotten all kumbaya and like there's tons of like peace and harmony 
<laughs> but you know, every night this week, the the couches have been pushed back, and we've been having spike ball tournaments in the family room. And you know, that's it's like a small thing, but it's probably not something that I would normally allow. Yeah, let's play this totally out of control sport in the middle of the family room. And, you know, we've taken out lights on the chandelier and we've knocked over statues and, you know, it's, but we've all just been laughing and, and having a good time together. And so I think like, if you talk about necessity being the mother of invention, we didn't invent a new game, but we invented a tradition that has somehow created like this bond that, you know, People are still calling each other names and telling each other they're stupid for missing a shot or whatever. But there's a levity that has come um, because it is needed. Yeah, you know, when you were talking about the Heidi, it made me think of something. It, there must be something about this that us as human beings know is better for our own personal growth and development. Because we intuitively and knowingly create inside of systems ways for us to isolate ourselves in small groups to make the bond stronger. Mm. Every football team I ever were, had ever played with, you do two days. When I played the University of Utah, they sent us down far southern Utah away from everybody. So we were isolated together as a team. Um, you, you go on uh, these uh, um, you know, girl, girls' camps. Um, where you go through three days, you know, you're hiking, you're climbing, you go in treks, um, you know, you purposely make it hard to, exactly. You put yourselves in isolating situations that you're dependent upon the people that you're there with more than you're dependent upon the outside world. So instead of thinking, what could I do to make the outside world like me, honor me, appreciate me, respect me. It's like, what do I need to do to add value to everybody in my group? Because if I add value to everybody in my group, I know I'm secure. If I can do something I, yeah. to, to let my group, like to, to better my group, I know I'm secure. I, I'm safe that way. But that's why with, with sports teams, with anything like that, we always have to go on these away trips, these bus weekend trips. We have to, you know, the bands, you know, um, the dance. When you go on those big tournaments, those big competitions where you're gone for three or four days, that's when the rubber meets the road. That's where people really just gear down and they have to depend upon each other. But now look what we're doing in society. We're actually going back to what we've been doing in society, trying to do this in small increments to keep us connected. Now we're forced to do it. And the virus is telling us exactly that we have to do this. You know, what's interesting about those trips and those events is that that is where the memories are made. Yeah. You know, that's, that's where the Lake inside jokes. That's where the Lake Powell yeah. trips where you don't have cell phone service. That's where the memories are made. Because there's inside jokes that only the people who are present understand. There's, you know, experiences that everybody gets. Everybody knows the ins and outs of those experiences. And those isolated experiences, the fact that everybody knows what happens, that bonds you and creates the the best memories now now that doesn't mean they're the greatest of times or 
you know, the maybe the funnest or the easiest or the most relaxing times. But those are the times you remember. You know, that's one of the things that I realized. um, And I think that it was mostly over the weekend, this last weekend. So it's been a couple, you know, first couple of weeks. And I felt like I felt pretty good. I had um, a lot that I had to do. Like for me, work hasn't slowed down. Excuse me. If anything, work has ticked up for me a bit and the demands that are on me individually have, have ticked up a little bit. And I was trying to um, schedule myself a little bit. I, I personally, you guys know this about me. I have, I'm not a meal cooker. I have not cooked so many meals. Just the fact you call it a meal cooker. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I have not cooked this much in I don't know how long. We're running the dishwasher like twice a day. like. It was twice a week, maybe, you know, and um, so I was feeling like pretty good, like the, the demands were on me. And so I was taking along. And then all of a sudden, I just started to get like super blah, like, like, oh, my gosh, this isn't this isn't getting easier. This isn't going away. I want everybody to leave the house. And I'll quarantine myself alone. You know, like, even though we're supposed to be quarantined, I have not had one ounce of alone time. <laughs> and um, I kind of created this, this hashtag for myself and my family, which is hashtag do something. Um, and I don't care what it is. You know, if it's play game, if it's do a puzzle, if it's curl your hair, if it's organize your shoes, it you know, do something. And in that doing has helped me actually f- find some purpose, find some, uh, feel less blah. Yeah. You know? So... It, today was funny because Capri's doing something was she not only rearranged all the furniture in her room, but then went down to help Connor rearrange the furniture in all his rooms. So I'm pretty sure my room's next. <laughs> hey, well, if they're doing something, it means you have to do less of something. I know, that's what I got to figure and out. There you go, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> Get them to do all the things that uh, you want them to do. Um, yeah. Anyone in particular that um, that 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 you've been been worrying about? Um, I know for myself, there's a, a couple people in my life that that, that, I'm, that I'm, I'm worried about quite a bit, and you know, I I didn't ask permission to to speak about them and their situation, but um, yeah, I'm I'm just really worried about them. One in particular that struggles with addiction really bad, and um, he's a, a family member slash friend. And he's been out of jail for a little while and he's not going to have to check in for probation for 90 days. Hmm. I mean, there's no drug test. Um, but I mean, it's, he's on his own and they're not doing a lot of meetings. You know, they're doing online meetings and stuff. So really worried about him right now because he's not doing so well 
he's been uh he's been he's been using and stuff. So uh yeah. Got a couple other friends of mine that are I mean they they've been doing this quarantine thing for years. <laughs> and 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 now they're you know they have to do it where other people and uh you know again they're just yeah just loneliness is is the thing that um that I'm most scared of. And when they're talking about this virus, they're talking about this is the lonely death. I heard multiple doctors talk about the saddest part is they're watching these people just die by themselves. No one can come visit them, nothing. And for me, I mean, you could probably guess or imagine this, but for me, that would be the worst death is to just be alone. Well, and it's hard for the support people too. Yeah. To just feel like there's nothing that you can do. Um, you know, I think we're all probably worried about our parents. Um, it, in my situation, I've talked before on this podcast about how my mom um, has what's called aphasia, which is a form of dementia. Um, but she doesn't have the ability to communicate. So this dementia has attacked the communication center in her brain. So she doesn't speak and she doesn't understand. She can't read and she can't write. And um, we kind of have some routines with her. She still lives at home with my dad. And now I can't, I can't go pick her up and she can't come with us and go places and the honest truth is she doesn't know why. Um, and so, I mean, she doesn't understand because she doesn't understand anything. Uh, but I have another friend who talked about how her kids, you know, were saying to her, little kids, am I ever going to grow up? Am I going to be able to grow up? You know, so I think when you're talking about people who maybe don't understand the scope and there is a lot of unknowns um it, that makes it even that much harder yeah especially especially as a supporter you know somebody who's trying to care well yeah for for, for the person who's lonely and for the people who are worried about the person who's lonely it's it's heart-wrenching on both sides and um i you know, I, I know that for myself that I, that's always been my greatest fear is to is to die alone. And I'm and so there's a couple of my friends I'm worried about that they've isolated themselves from so many people. You know, um, you know my parents just both passed away this year, and and I'm thankful that they passed away because right now this would be really hard because they're both on hospice. Um, right. And so, you know, I just keep on thinking about loneliness. And I, and I mentioned this last week when I was talking, but everything that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis when I'm not like doing my work or my dad, husband responsibilities is thinking about people who might be lonely. And what could I do in any way to help that loneliness? Um, you know, one of the things that, you didn't talk about last week on your live, you know, you talked about texting people, which I think is super important, but there is something about seeing people. Yeah. Um, and 
I wanted to chime in. Um, there's an app. I don't know. Are you familiar with Marco Polo? Yeah. Have you ever been a Marco Polo? Or, oh yeah, I've talked about how it's kind of it's almost kind of like video journaling. Uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was doing it, and then I just I just kind of faded out. But my wife and her college friends will do it. Yeah, I know all about it. Yeah. So when you talk about um, checking in with people, if you you know those of you who are listening, if you want to give Marco Polo a try, it's really yeah. um fun to check in and i was actually home the other night well everybody was home the other night the other night and there came this huge group on the marco polo and somebody added 51 people from our neighborhood area kind of church group and um and it's been interesting just people are just dropping in super quick proof of life kind yeah. of thing but everybody said the same thing. It's just good to see your face. Thank you for yeah. saying hi. It was just good to see your face. Yeah. Um, and so I think going along with that loneliness, when you know that you're not alone in a situation, um, there's some strength there. Yeah. No, I, it, there really is. And yeah, Marco Polo, that's a good one. Um, another one that I've been doing that since last time, since last week, I started doing this one. Um, and I kind of realized I do this in my counseling all the time. I, I, you know, little cheats, little cheat codes, little cut corners here and there. Um, but with, with this one is throughout the past three weeks, I've been calling friends, finding out some of them are not doing so well. Well, then I'll call another mutual friend and I'll just be talking to that person. That person's doing good. Then I tell that person, text or call that person, tell them, I just talked to so-and-so our other mutual friend. And I don't give the details, but enough to spark the curiosity. Say, yeah, it's kind of rough, you know, talk to them. I'm, man, they, I didn't realize they'd fall in such hard times or that they're going through something every single time. My other friend says, wait, what? They have? Really? Yeah, man. I'm like, dude, you should give them a call. In fact, what we started doing is a couple of us, we did a three-way call. I was talking to my one buddy, told him I was talking to my other buddy we played football with. said, hey, this guy, he was at a halfway house. He was struggling. He just barely went back on his feet now. He's got a new job again, like barely getting it back together. So we added him in. We did a group call and just talked to three of us. It's okay to reach out to friends and family members and tip them off that other people could really appreciate being reached out to as well. I I've been really surprised how stubborn people are. I've talked to more of my friends recently that I thought would open up to me and tell me what something was going on with them. And then as I've been talking to them more frequently since the um, uh, lockdown, come to find out they weren't that open with me and they were really embarrassed, ashamed of their own life and thought that I would think down upon them when I'd be the perfect person for them to talk to about this stuff. So I've been really surprised how many people are not reaching out and saying that they're lonely and they, and they just need help or someone to talk to. Yeah, because as we all know, as, as, you, as you well know, talking is if if there's nothing else that you can do talking about it gets it out in the open and at least you're not carrying it hiding it feeling the shame of it so i think that that's a it's always a a good way that we can help no matter where we are is just listening to somebody well and and when we when we think about certain things inside of our mind self-talk and having positive self-talk is obviously really good but if we think about some certain things in our mind and they're really stressful, tense things, 
we tend to just kind of break it down to I either do this or I do that. Like it's one or the other. When we talk to another human being, it goes from two options to 12 or 15 options, 20 options. Now we start having other people throw their life experience and their suggestions in the pot. Sometimes us just saying it out loud, we realize how ridiculous or how much we might be overreacting to that scenario. So you guys try that, try that as well. If there's other people, so many of us have mutual friend groups that we may know that one person in that friend group needs help. Well, you know, narc that person out to everyone else. Now, of course, be tactful. Tell your friend, hey, don't tell them I told you. Or <laughs> you're like, play it cool. You know, some people don't know how to slide into a conversation. They're less cool yeah. than others. <laughs> They're less cool than <laughs> others. But just don't be scared to tip off friends and family members that someone else might, even if they don't need financial help or if they don't need, you know, any sort of physical help, they may just need someone to say, I was thinking about you. That just feels great right there. You know, it, that's true. And you know how I was telling you, just a few, just a little bit ago, I was telling you that I was just feeling super blah. And, um, I, I mean, I was, I was really down <clears throat> and I got on, I have a Marco Polo group with my brother and my sister. And it's not very often that I just tell it like it is. And, and on this day, just a few days ago, I, I actually did. I told them how sad I was and how like physically and emotionally, I just, I just wasn't, I just didn't feel my, myself. Interestingly enough, um, my brother sent me a TED talk and then sent me his favorite like hype song. He sent me that bless never stress song. <laughs> Don't talk, talk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you guys might not be able to see my head shake, head shaking side to side. Oh, Heidi, such a sweet spirit. <laughs> I gotta see if I can find it. I can't, you guys. I yeah, because based on what you said, I have no clue what that song is. But I'm I'm with you though. I'm I'm with. I'm feeling <laughs> it must be a really good hype song. Okay, I'm gonna find it. But you know what? Seriously, when it's not very, it's not very usual for my brother to like send send me something um and it meant so much to me that he would care and i did i listened to the ted talk and it did make me feel better and okay i'm gonna see if this song will play so that you guys can hear it we'll see let's see hang on we'll see if you recognize it oh sorry no not that not that (laughs) Hang on, hang on. I'm gonna get it. See, this this is what people get with okay. Hey, feeling good, like I should. When in the blue, walk around the neighborhood. Feeling blessed, never stressed. Got that sunshine on my Sunday best. Hey, every day can be a better day despite the challenge. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to hear that well. We, we, we tried. I apologize. All right. I, 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 I,
You know, David, that's one of the things that you always tell people yep. is to have a hype song, right? Well, music is just how feelings sound like. And so all of us, we, we need music to help us reflect the emotions we want to feel or to help us validate the emotions we don't, we can't let ourselves feel like in a breakup. You know, people always listen to their sad music in the breakup, not because they want to be more sad, because it kind of validates their their feelings. Like, wow, you know, someone else has felt this this pain. In fact, they even wrote a song about it. And hype songs, man, those are so good to get you going and get the adrenaline moving and get you thinking, hey, listen, today's a new day. I can go for it again. I can get after it. And um, but having both of those, that's just human. You know, have, having two of those a week, it's like if you're sad and you need to cry, put that song on. That's going to help you get those emotions out. But when it's time to get back to work, put on your hype song. Yep. So it super helped me. I appreciated that. I appreciated having somebody that I could tell. I appreciated yeah. them coming, coming back to me with something that helps them. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, I think, uh, for this week, uh, you know, we covered a lot of the thoughts and feelings that we're having. I know for all of our listeners, um, even though many of you we've had uh, a chance to hear from, whether it be through comments on social media, your amazing reviews that you've given us, um, you know, you've come to some of our events, but for those of you who we have not had the chance to meet, we do hope to meet you again when future events can get booked. Um, we had a lot of uh, speaking engagements and a lot of uh, be- events that we're planning for this year. Hopefully, we'll still be able to get some of those done. We'll meet you guys in, in person. But until then, we'll be working on the the weekly Zoom calls, especially since Heidi's in quarantine and uh, <laughs> self quarantine though, because she's being responsible. You know, that's right, American, American. And um, <laughs> but seriously, you guys, from from all from me specifically, and I know Heidi would feel this, it feels the same way too. We're just so happy that we have a community of people that are all trying to make their families, their kids, um, just the most you know, best relationships in their lives that they'll have plenty of memories and, and, and plenty of experiences to learn from and grow from. And at the end of the day, just be happy with one another. And this quarantine is forcing us in a situation where we're all having to look at our families and our relationships underneath the magnifying glass. We're right there. I mean, we're looking right down at our life whether it be what we wanted to be right now or not, this is our opportunity to make some changes in it. And I, I know that each and every one of you listen to our podcast because you're trying to make changes. And so hopefully you heard something today or in any of our episodes that helps you think a little bit outside the box and make the changes you need to help you not freak out on your kids or your uh, significant others <laughs> and make your situation even worse. Because unless you can build new walls and rooms in your house in the next couple months, you're going to have to deal with what you got. Well, and my two cents is look for ways that when you look back on this time, that there's some good memories that come out of it. Do do something. (laughs) something. And Heidi said she's going to be doing lots of video journals because she has all this time, right, Heidi? That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) They're called scrapbooks. Okay. Are you doing the paper, not the digital video journal? Uh, Right, right. Well, you guys, thank you for listening. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. If there's any way that we can support you during this time, please reach out. I don't know if you can hear that background music here in my household. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and spreading the word about the podcast. 
Um, and thank you as always for helping us to light the fight.